Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We've heard a phrase a lot over the last two years, and that's that we need to, quote unquote, follow the science. And obviously, this phrase has become popularized because of COVID. Uh, but it's resulted, I think, in a lot of problems. So for starters, you know, science has become what we call a subjective term, meaning that it means different things to different people. We all have kind of opinions and perspective, right, about it. Uh, with something like math, right, two plus two is four. Of course, now some people say, that, say it depends. <laughs> that, that's racist and that's, you know, white supremacy math or whatever. But that I think that's still a, a very minority view. I think most people can can reasonably agree that two plus two is four. That is what we call objective. In other words, it's just plainly understandable and it's apparent that it's true. But subjectivity or something that is uh, subjective means that, you know, we have our different perspectives. And I think it's that way with, you know, science itself. For the government, you know, they now believe that only their version of science counts the official version, the, the Fauci blessed Virgin, uh, version, excuse me. And so before we jump into some examples of this, let's maybe talk about what science is. Science is uh, observing the world around us and testing out and frankly disproving hypotheses. Science is never settled. There is no final truth. It's not, aha, I've discovered this. It's, well, I've, I've you know, disproven all these other theories and I've I guess, tentatively proven that this one is true, but, you know, other studies may show other things or we may learn more as we go. It's a very kind of tentative, exploring type of perspective. Uh, and so science by, by its very nature is never settled because we're always getting new information and we're changing our hypotheses. And so, you know, once we thought we had nine planets in our solar system, then we found out that there, that one apparently wasn't a planet at all. This is a big controversy, I think, in some circles, you know. And, because science uh, should be debated, so exactly. it should be a controversy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, things change and our understanding changes and, you know, what we classify as a planet or not, right? And telescopes get better so we can better see, you know, planetoids and all this stuff. But Do you say planetoids? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, <laughs> now I don't even know. I know planetoid is a word, but I don't know what the difference is between a planet and a planetoid. There is a homework assignment for our listeners. There you go. Someone, <laughs> someone reach out on social media. Tell us what the difference is. So government and the science elite, I'll call them, you know, I think they've decided that whatever they believe to be scientific fact is unquestionable. It's almost like it's almost religious. I mean, it, yeah. it, worse than religious, I would say it's almost cultish, like a, like a cult of Fauci and a cult of COVID and a cult of like, you know, this is this. Uh, we've seen it with climate change, too, where we've long had this kind of science is settled and 99 percent of doctors agree, even though they all get proven wrong because they make these predictions of the polar ice cups are going to melt and you know all these bad things are going to happen for decades. You know, researchers and scientists and futurists and all these people have claimed that, you know, we're going to have overpopulation yeah. and we're not going to have enough oil. And we're going to run out of food. And consistently, these things have been proven wrong. Until the supply chain issue, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Right. right. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Biden. Um, now, and then anyone who questions this, anyone who questions the science is considered like a conspiracy theorist. So, so Brittany, I want to ask you, like, where do we see it? We, we've talked a little bit about it, right? I've talked more about COVID. How have we seen this kind of um, 
in in like you've had COVID for COVID, for example. I know yes. you're a jo- Joe Rogan fan, so maybe I am a Joe Rogan fan. <laughs> here's an example of of horse uh, horse paste or what is it? Dewormer. Ivermectin, dewormer. Yeah, Ivermectin. I mean, it feels like that's another example, right? It is a perfect example, and it's so crazy to me. So right now, the only thing that government is suggesting we do is continue to wear masks, even though we were told if we got vaccinated, we didn't have to anymore, and get vaccinated, right? Those are the only options. They are pretty much saying, you know what? There's no, there's nothing else you can do. So just do this. Do your part. But they're not, as we're saying, people are still getting sick. I think the numbers right now are higher than they were before the vaccine. So again, your choice if you want to get that. And I am actually vaccinated. I don't know that I think it works because I got COVID. So one thing that I did is I was like, you know what? I don't really trust the science because the government was coming out and they're saying there's no approved treatments. Approved meaning we don't believe anything else will cure it. So I talked to my friend who's a co-host on Tim Pool's show. And and he's an independent journalist. And I knew that he had COVID and that he did all these kind of experimental treatments that people like Joe Rogan were using. So I decided to do my own research. And I found doctors who were willing to do this other treatment with me. And so there's things you can do called monoclonal antibodies. And this is like curing people within hours of getting COVID. So I didn't do this because it was $2,500 and I have my limits. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. with insurance, if, if I got approved, it would have been 600, but Virginia is rationing it. Florida, they're giving it to, out for free. So if you live in Florida and you get COVID, you can get it for free, which is pretty cool, even though the funding for that is a sticky situation. But so I did that. I took something called ivermectin, which is um, horse dewormer, but I went to a doctor. I need to say this specifically. I am not a doctor so that I don't get sued or something. Uh, But I went to a doctor who gave that to me with an antibiotic. They're doing tests right now. If you mix ivermectin and antibiotic, and then you do all these, these supplements, these vitamins. And I tested negative within five days of getting COVID. So I think it works, but if you tell anybody in in you know government or even just regular people who only listen to government, they'll tell you that people are dying from ivermectin, that hospitals are being flooded with ivermectin, you know, people who overdose on it, and that's not true. In fact, Rolling Stone had to redact a statement because they said that people who had been uh, they got like gunshot wounds weren't able to get the treatment they needed in emergency rooms because the emergency room was flooded with people who. We're taking this horse medicine. Sounds silly every time I say it, but that didn't end up being true. So that's just another another way you see it, where they want everyone, the government wants everyone to get vaccines, and so they're discrediting. They're saying this science is is bad science. It's junk science. But as me and many other people can tell you, this stuff works. So I think that's that's a really good example. I'm glad you brought that up, Connor. It's crazy that um, that people feel like there's like this final definitive science and nothing can ever be questioned about it. You know, Fauci has presented himself as like the embodiment of science on COVID to go back to this example. And at the time we're recording this, which I think a lot of our listeners understand now, we do this a few weeks ahead of time. So recently when we recorded this and for you guys listening now, uh, you know, a couple months ago, um, Fauci came out and and, uh, he was being interviewed and he was talking about how Rand Paul and oh, Ted yes. Cruz, two senators, had been attacking him and questioning his policies and his decisions. And uh, and he basically, not basically, he actually said, I represent science. Yeah. Like they're, they're anti-science because I represent science. Well, science can't be represented. As, as we point out with Pluto, right, there's kind of two sides of this, right? You can't represent science because it's an open question. It always is. We're always learning we're always questioning. We're always gathering more information. And so it's not only is it arrogant to say that you represent science, it's just stupid. Like, it's just wrong. 
And it shows it's anti-science. How, yeah, yeah, exactly. It is unscientific to say that anyone can represent science. And so, you know, he's trying to show Fauci is that that he is like above reproach. He can't be questioned. His his decrees, his you know, decisions are finalized. But it's it's what uh, Hayek called like the fatal conceit. Mm, and and what yep. he meant by that, like um, a way to simplify what that means is. It's people who make a, a claim they can't back up. It's people who don't actually know what they're talking about. It's it's people who feel like they can control others, that they have the knowledge, right? Like to go back to our miraculous pencil book, okay, for all the kids who've read that, we know that even a simple pencil can't be produced by any one person. No one knows how to do it. It's actually this highly complex Thing full of moving parts and people working together and stuff from all over the world, even for just a simple, simple pencil. No one person has all the knowledge they need in order to control that process, guide that process. It, it's spontaneous order. Well, okay, now let's go into a public health world where you got Fauci and others like him who feel like they are the embodiment of science, that they understand the data, that they can you know, make the decisions and that they can control what people do and who needs to lock down and what vaccines are appropriate. And it's, it's the, the few deciding for the many. It's this like fake understanding or, or belief that a few people or one person knows enough to know what's best for many other people or to know the what's The knowledge right. problem. Yeah, it's the knowledge problem. No, no one can possess all that knowledge to know what's best for you because... We, we don't. There's so many unique aspects to you, to me, to this vaccine, to how that person has COVID, to transmission rates in one state versus another and all these other factors. And so it is it is unscientific, again, for Fauci or anyone like him to claim that they represent science or that their position is the scientific one. If anything, you can disprove some things like you can say that cloth masks don't work. Because, you know, look, these studies show that particles, COVID particles are smaller than the little um, spaces in between cloth fibers, like COVID particles can get out. You can prove that with science. So you can say definitively, cloth masks do not work. But you can't say, you know, uh, you must wear N95 masks, otherwise, you know, you won't, otherwise we won't stop spreading COVID. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's a general statement. You you can't actually prove that that's true. You can prove that some things are not true. You can have the the your hypothesis, and then you go try and test it out. But it's just this weird weird world where I feel like science has been turned into not not just this religious culty weird thing. And I say this as a religious person. I'm not saying that religion is bad. I'm saying that treating science like religion is probably bad. But but then also this this um, I don't know this this kind of weaponization right where it's that's like oh yeah, you're on the wrong side of science you know and 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 it's like well, wait a minute that's not not what science has ever been about why are we suddenly changing that now well the scary thing is and we're actually going to talk about this in the next episode is now you questioning science makes you a threat right people are people think you're scary because if you don't believe in the COVID science, you're out there infecting everybody else. And that scares me. But I want to move away from COVID for one second because there's other examples. I want to make sure we hit on that. And one way uh, or one way this this shows itself that Emma and I talked about, and that's 
the food pyramid. And this one always gets me. So when Connor and I were in school, they taught us, what was it? How I don't even remember how many little tiers the pyramid uh, there were. I don't know. But like it was like six, yeah. six or something. There, it used to just be the five food groups when I was like in kindergarten. And then they switched to the pyramid. Well, basically, the pyramid is like what foods you should eat to stay healthy. And everything on the bottom were things that the government subsidized. And that's a word Emma and I have talked about a lot. So that was like industries they were paying to, to prop up. So, of course, you had lots of bread. In fact, I think it was all like bread and corn. And now we found out that eating a ton of bread is not that good for you. And they would say things like fat is really bad. If you eat fat, you know, that's going to give you problems. Well, now new science is emerging that's saying, actually, you know what? Eating a lot of fat, like eating good fats – eating like avocados, which have a lot of fat in them and, you know, grass-fed butter and things like that, that's actually kind of, it's showing to be pretty healthy for you. And a lot of people are doing, living really healthy lifestyles eating that. But the government has pushed this agenda. And because public schools, you know, answer to government, all the kids were being taught, oh, the food pyramids, how you stay healthy. And now we have obesity problems. And, you know, back to COVID a little bit. One thing that's so funny to me is we're only being told, get vaccines. Uh, Joe Rogan has mentioned this. We're never being told, why don't you live healthier? Why don't we, you know, why don't we start exercising now that we know that that COVID is a threat? Why don't we start eating better? But that's never, that's never an option. And according to the government, eating better is just eating bread all day. So the food pyramid's always a good one to me, where it's supposed to be this settled science, and now we're realizing, like, oh, that's actually really unhealthy. Well, and and what is science when someone at the CDC can go change the definition of vaccine on their website? Yep. Where before it was about, you know, of, of providing immunity. And so that you can avoid catching a disease, right, and spreading it to others. And now it's like, oh, a vaccine is something that helps lower the the um, the effects of catching a disease. It's like, well, no, it's not. Like we we don't get smallpox vaccines so that when we get smallpox, we have it, you know, not as bad. We get the smallpox vaccine so that we won't get smallpox. That's what vaccines historically were understood to be. And now the the goalposts have been moved. The definition has changed. And suddenly by decree from some government agency, right, vaccines mean something different. Natural immunity, right? This idea that if you catch COVID, you have the antibodies in your blood, which means, you know, you're not going to spread it. You're not going to catch it or whatever. And so you don't need to get vaccinated or you don't need to wear a mask. No, no one in the official scientific elite even talks about natural immunity. It's like it doesn't even exist anymore. And yet that's what science has always been. And again, science can change, right? I have to be careful here. It's not that, oh my gosh, that's the way it's always been. So that's the way it must be, right? Science implies change because you're always gathering new information. But that's not why these definitions have changed. That's not why these things are happening. It's not that there's new information. It's that there is a political agenda, right? that has to be advanced by the people who are trying to assert control. And we've moved beyond into this like post-truth environment where it's no longer about these objective truths. It's the subjectivity. It's like, oh, well, I believe the science is this. And, you know, I follow science and I trust science. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, that's not how it works. We've moved away from these long-held definitions and understandings based on data. And now we have these science, it's almost a scientism Right. Like Ooh, you can have like, like, uh, like, I don't know, Catholicism or Mormonism or evangelicalism, evangelical. I don't know. Is it even? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Whatever that word is. But like, you know, these kind of religious based things. Well, scientism is like this religious culty approach to science where it's, oh, all, all hail, worshipful, you know, Fauci and 
you know, I follow his science. Like, it's just weird. It's, it's a messed up world. We have to be very careful about where we learn from and who we perceive as authoritative and, and worthy of believing. And uh, because science is skeptical, science is asking mm. questions. And I think that's a good approach for us to take with with leaders, with government leaders, with the science elite right? Is there's so much, uh, especially if you look, and maybe we could talk about this on another episode, but when you look at how the government is funding most of the scientific research, it's become very corrupted. And so now it's about producing certain outcomes instead of discovering the truth. It's a big problem. And if we want the truth, we have to be very skeptical and ask those questions. So I encourage you guys to do that. Let's all share that skepticism a little bit, have an objective approach to what is true and what the science is. And be sure to ask those questions. Brittany, it was great chatting with you about this. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.